This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. All right, we got a lot of work to do, so we got to get cranked up in our 5 o'clock hour with Chuck and Chernoff. We are live inside the Caesar Sportsbook, posted up in the VIP section like a couple of ballers inside Harris Cherokee. We're here till 6 o'clock. You should be here this weekend. Sunday is going to be awesome to spend the whole day in a sportsbook, to have the window right in front of you where you can walk up and make wagers, a full set of kiosks as well. You're betting sides, totals, props, you name it. We'll give you some of our uh, favorite props and picks coming up uh, in just a few moments. Arthur Blank had a chance to speak to the media today. You know why? It's officially later in the week. The owner of the Atlanta Falcons, now we found out he's in Vegas because he was just on Media Row. Looking sweet. Corduroy red jacket, black turtleneck, hanky for show and not blowing. He looked rich. He looked plush. Yes, he did indeed. So before he did that, Mr. Blank did a teleconference with the uh, Atlanta media to talk all about the coaching search, the process, the Rich McKay stuff, the Bill Belichick. And when I tell you Mr. Blank had a little edge to him today, he's had a few days to uh, marinate on what he was going to say here. And he started by talking about what I know everybody wanted to hear. How did the Bill Belichick interview go? Even in the midst of some technical difficulties, he explained best he could. First of all, the interviews were excellent. Uh, one was very informative, as it might be, because you're talking to a kind of a, a living legend, somebody who's got, you know, great historical knowledge, great knowledge of the game, a great perspective from all the years of success he had. Um, Arthur, you're muted. Arthur, you're muted. Oh. He was cooking, too. He was, he was, he had some stuff there. Living legend, great interview, talking back and. Did he lean forward onto the iPad or what? I, I assume. I mean. 
things have changed very fast in the technology world, and it's yeah. he's eighty one, about to be eighty two. It's it's not easy. So he had the camera on, but not the mic. Right. Okay. So then, when you hear you're muted, now you got to find the mute button. Yeah, exactly. You have to look down, and start touching the screen. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, here's something interesting. According to Mr. Blank, Bill Belichick never asked for the thing that everybody reported all over NFL media that he wanted in Atlanta. Um, I do want to make it 1,000% clear. But I want to go to 2,000% or 100,000, whatever percent you want to use. Bill Belichick never asked for, in our discussions, full control of the personnel or the building or anything of that nature. He was very inclusive, very collaborative. Um, he met Terry Fontenot. Uh, he checked out our people doing his own his own references. Uh, he sent me a private text, which I eventually shared with Terry, that he happy working with him. So all these, I don't know whatever you want to call them, want to be kind to the media, but all of these uh, thank you th- things that were being produced by the media were totally not true. So then I would ask the question, why didn't you hire him? Because the understanding from those who are good reporters. Reporters with sources kept reporting the Falcons didn't want to turn everything over in the front office. They didn't want the building being cut off in places. They weren't comfortable with full control, Rich and Bill, Bill and Rich. I'm not going to say I don't believe Mr. Blank. I wouldn't do that. But what I'm going to tell you is I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't have hired Belichick if he if he believed that he would have already worked with the crew who was assembled. Now, you notice he didn't mention Rich in that. But I just that doesn't add up. He used two words to describe the conversation and understanding and the same page that he and Belichick were on should Belichick come to Flowery Branch. He used, Arthur used two words, inclusive and collaborative. I've heard those words, yeah. I haven't heard those two words associated with Bill Belichick like ever. No. Now, in New England, it started that way, but as he became more successful and more successful, he became more powerful. So it's not as if we have other reference and, points. And, and, but there were... Examples of the opposite of inclusion that you can't get into this part of the building because you don't have the right key card because you're not on Bill's list. Mm-hmm. Inclusive and collaborative was not his strong suit. And to say that the full understanding was he was going to come to Atlanta, palms up. Oh, I love everybody. See, if that was the case, I think Arthur would have hired him on the spot. That's I really do. really difficult if, for me to process. If Bill would have said, I can work with Terry, I can work with Rich, I'm going to coach the team, I think I think Arthur would have hired him on, on the, the boat. Right. It, now, seemed, it seems incongruous. He had to go through the Rooney Rule stuff, yeah. but I'm exaggerating for a point. I think he would have hired him right away. Arthur wanted Bill. Like, that was not a secret. Arthur's always been a whale hunter. He wanted Bill, and somebody talked him out of it. I think we know who those somebodies are. Now, uh, Arthur also wanted to make it very clear when it came to his conversation with Bill Belichick, there was no job offer. He was never, capital N-E-V-E-R, never. Bill would tell you this. I would tell you this. Um, my dogs, who were probably with us in the second meeting, would tell you the same thing. I mean, he was never offered the job. Uh, I believe that. I'd like to talk to the dogs. I want to hear what the dogs have to say. What do the dogs know? Because you can't just put the dogs out there without telling me the dogs are available to talk. Do I believe there was a formal contract offer? No. Do I believe he was like, shake my hand, it's yours? No. But we know how these implications can go. Sounds good. We're on the same page, like this and that. The reporting, again, from several really good NFL trusted reporters with sources was Bill was shocked that it wasn't his. Bill thought he had the job. Bill was the understanding it was hit. Maybe Bill was just presumptuous. That could certainly be the case. It sounded like it was more than that. And, again, 
consistent reports from other people. And I said everybody from national to local sports anchors to the AJC to everybody was a version of Arthur was hot all over Bill early. How I understand it happened, Bill was expecting more offers and thought he could kind of, you know, didn't have to be very aggressive uh, as far as accepting anything and could be as Belichick as he wanted demand-wise. And then it turned out he didn't even have the Atlanta job, much less anything to weigh it against. Like, Bill miscalculated this maybe, as well. Maybe. He gets, what if Bill just wanted the Falcons, though? What if he really wanted it? Why would he have wanted that? Because he likes the roster. He knows there's a chance to work with an owner that he thinks he can uh, get along with. Like, we all do the thing where we're like, they have the quarterback or they have the – Typically, these uh, coaches want to know what the ownership structure and the front office structure. I don't know. The quarterback could have wanted that. Pass rusher and whatever else he doesn't have. Stuff he doesn't have. But I, I keep hearing coaches say the same thing about, or people who know coaches. They want to know what the ownership situation is. They want to know what the front office looks like because they all believe they're smart enough to find the quarterback. Whether they can or can't is beside the point. They all believe they can find the answers. Um, here is more from Mr. Blank on the committee of people that essentially decided on the coaching search and landed on Raheem Morris. The, the notion there was no, there was not going to be one person driving the search process. If you had to say it was one person driving it, ultimately it would be me, but it really wasn't me. It was a process. The process drove the process. There was a group of five or six key people. There was another 10, 15 people was helping out on the edges, et cetera. But basically there was a core of five or six people that were heavily involved in it. So I've said all along the process was flawed because it was the same five or six people already in the building. In other words, if you wanted to run a search that felt different, let's get new eyes and new opinions from outside the building. Oh, that's when you bring in like three senior consultants. and what? Yeah. I'm not saying what Washington did is going to work at all, but I found it interesting that they went and used Bob Myers, just a culture builder and somebody who's been involved with searches and he worked with the Warriors. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but it was just we want something different. There's no one with a bias towards Correct. or against. When he shows up, he's like, all right, what's yeah. working and what's not? Well, let's do more what's working. And that the fresh eyes from someone who – Knows what he, he or she's doing. Right. Big value, man. So the five or six names that, that Arthur says that were involved heavily. All right. Arthur, Terry, Rich, I'm going to assume Greg Beatles and Steve Cannon. That's, I'm just guessing. Most of those guys have some interest in not having Bill Belichick be here because they're already here and they might not be here if Bill is here. So I just, I'm just giving that as Thomas Dimitrov alluded to the same with Nick and Chris. He said even more when he was on in Boston yesterday that – Bill wasn't going to work with Rich. Rich wasn't going to work with Bill. And at the end of this, we can we can describe it every way Mr. Blank just did. Or Arthur picked Rich over Bill. It's I mean it's fine. It's his it's his toy. He can do whatever he wants with. And he might hit a home run with Raheem. So it might work it work out beautifully. But that's how I believe it all played out. Speaking of Rich, here is Arthur Blank trying his best to define Rich's new role. Uh, Rich, however, is still the CEO of the Atlanta Falcons of the franchise. Not the football team of the, the franchise. franchise. That includes all the, all the business parts of it. Huh. So he's still a very trusted colleague, will be very heavily relied on in a variety of areas, just not in day-to-day football operations. So let's paint this picture. Rich, who is involved heavily in the search for Arthur Smith, some would say running point on it, did the same in this search that, that talked to 14, 15 candidates that eventually landed on Raheem Morris. But after that search is done, Rich's responsibility is less than a ton. So he was essentially the liaison between Arthur Smith and Terry to then get to Mr. Blank. But he was not going to veto. Like, if Arthur and Terry were like, we like Desmond, we're going to draft him, Rich wasn't going to go no. No, but if you have 
my point is what he's going to do now is is it's not important in the football capacity like it was during the coaching search. Yeah, if you had Rich's ear, that means you had Arthur's ear. But he's still with the franchise, but he's not with the and football And apparently. He's not gone anywhere. Apparently. He's still very heavily involved. Like, I hate being critical about to what, Arthur Blank. Why? What, 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 this is your job. Nah, I know. Arthur has I not know. done a good job Hang in on. a long uh, time. This is why. I'm, I was about to explain to you. Because he's 81, and oh, essentially God. all he wants is to win. Great. So do I. I'm, I'm 46, so, and I want to win, too. The difference is he can do something to affect it. I can't. He has made poor decisions for Absolutely. a long time, and this media has been so soft on Arthur. I didn't say I wasn't criticizing him. I have done it. What, I'm what saying I'm, I don't like doing it. What I'm telling you is this media has been incredibly soft because they like him, and this media is that way too much with the we like. I don't want to – I like Mr. Blank. This is nothing personal at all. I don't think he's done a good job with the franchise. Brett Jukes or anybody with the franchise can get mad at the media. The results are the results, Falcons. And it has seemed to get more off-center as time has gone on. I'm not the one who's lost 9 out of 11 seasons. I'm not the one who's lost 6 straight seasons. You can get defensive up there about how they're how they're beloved and how Mr. Blank it stunk for 6 straight years. The facts are the facts. We can we can sugarcoat it or we can tell the truth. And this comes from somebody who is a fan of Mr. Blank and a fan of the franchise. It has stunk. And if we can't say that, what are we doing? Oh, you, back to the you, cuts, you, progress. You can say all of it. I'm just saying it but sucks it to have to do that, it, to say that to an 81-year-old man who it, all he wants to do is win. It hasn't been so. said enough around here. Mr. Blank hears all this stuff. You hear it in his tone in this presser. You heard it at the at the. Oh, now presser. that's the other part. You're right about the general treatment. this is treatment. why it has to be said. The general treatment from the media has been, I don't want to say a pass, but it hasn't been very aggressive. It's kid gloves. Here's the weird thing. Arthur feels put upon. Yep. He feels that he's kind of been treated way unfairly, and I'm like, yeah. no, not really. He's had it easy here. Yeah. Easy. All right. It's uh, a bad situation. Before uh, we get to our uh, Tay-Tay finalist, so uh, let me do, let's do some picks and some props. Uh, get a pen and a pad out if you want. Matt's giving you just some free money. I've said all week this is not a surprise. I like the Chiefs in the game. I like them in the money line. They're supposed to be favored. I don't know why they're not. Maybe – Three balls get picked off, bounce off helmets, and the Niners win the game. That's certainly a possibility. It could be a toss-up game. But I like the Chiefs, and I've also teased them up to eight, teased down the total to 41. The fun is in the props. You ready? I am going to take Travis Kelsey because I like the value at plus 600 to score the first touchdown. It just feels like Mahomes is going to target him in the red zone. A couple of different opportunities. What's that take? Plus 600. Okay. Right. Now I've got a running back par that I'm going to give you. You ready? Isaiah Pacheco over 70 rushing yards. Christian McCaffrey over 90 rushing yards. That's plus 252. So not even total offense, just, just rushing. Pop those together. All right. All right. Mahomes, two passing touchdowns. Kelsey, one receiving touchdown, and a Chiefs win is plus 274. That's a nice combination. So, again, Mahomes, two passing touchdowns. Kelsey, one receiving. Chiefs win plus 274. Will both teams have a lead in the first half? This is just a dumb throwaway one. Yes, plus 150. I think field goal touchdown that changes hands. Here's my here's my favorite dumb long shot that I am going to play. This is this is ridiculous, but I think it's fun. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mahomes over 265 passing yards, plus McCaffrey over 90 rushing yards, plus Kelsey over 70 receiving, and a Chiefs win is plus 1,075. Give me the string again. Mahomes over 265 passing. Mm-hmm. 
Christian McCaffrey over 90 rushing. Kelsey over 70 receiving and a chief win plus 1075. You get you get to pull for all the studs. Yes. All the superstars, yeah. So that'll be a that's a that's a small wager with a big return. All right, my regular I'm gonna say my regular play. Um a money line is not an exotic or a prop, really, and I've got the Chiefs uh on the money line. So I think they're gonna win outright. Now for my three prop bets, I also have Kansas City minus five. Plus 196. Um, You can get into the they win by 7 to 12 or 13 to 18, but it has to be right in that window. I'm saying I think the Chiefs win this thing by a touchdown. Wow. So you're laying five. See, I went the other way with the teasing them to getting eight. Kansas City minus five. I'm plus 196. Don't love that one. Uh, Three unanswered scores. No, plus 130. Okay. And then Travis Kelsey, yards of first reception, over nine and a half, I'm getting even money. The under was minus twenty, and so I'm taking the even money. Like okay. I said, I like the vig or at least the you know the even there. So over nine and a half plus that's a that's that's not an unusual thing for him. No, it's not shocking. Hasn't been a ton of downfield stuff, but not shocking. All right, there you go. There's the uh, props. We'll see how they uh, turn out on Monday when we come back in, and you can enjoy your betting of those props here at the Caesar Sportsbook. There is a full. Menu. I'm not exaggerating that. I'm holding in my hand. That is, I don't know, 40 pages mm-hmm. of every potential play from a side to a total to a prop to a cross bet of sports to <laughs> exotics. You name it. It's Say awesome. all the time. Walk to the window or use the kiosk. I used the kiosk today to create my four-leg parlay. <laughs> uh, we have Kansas City on the money line. This is called the square parlay for you This people. is called the four-leg. <laughs> four-leg square. What is a square is four legs? Uh, Kansas City plus 110. Okay. Connecticut Huskies plus 800 to win the NCAA championship. Clippers plus 500 to win the NBA championship. Braves plus 600 to win the World Series. My $100 bet brings back 79 to 80. Get what jam. could go wrong? Chuck picked four favorites to win championships. I think it's going to happen. $79,280. I am a few months away from we're broadcasting. Imagine the November trip, Matt. Just imagine the November trip. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm just now thinking I might bet the Niners. Just because you're you're the kiss of death. When you do this, you've never had one of these seven-leg, eight spider-leg parlays that gets to the third leg. It's always knocked out by the first leg. You and the can't first leg steal is my the, joy. I don't want to steal it. You I just can't steal my joy. In fact, Matt, our November trip, after I cash the ticket, yeah. dinner's on me. Okay. I just know your nickname is The Cooler, and that's what frightens me. I'm just a little bit upset. One of you comply. All right. Uh, all right. Before we get our winging it idea, let's, uh, let's run through our finalists here. Now, I'm sure, Chuck, you've taken the time to pick out your finalists. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah, okay. Never the girl with her dad. And exactly. The... All right, so I've picked out three finalists. What about Steve? Uh, Steve doesn't get to be a finalist. Now, uh, Cullen, have you and uh, Brian Gephardt, have you guys picked some finalists? Yes, we have. All right, so let's see if any of these match up. My first finalist for our $2,500 gift card to Brown & Company Jewelers and the $100 gift card to Arnett's Chop Shop is AJ and JJ singing Shake It Off. I stay up too late. She could sing mm-hmm. like she could carry it to her. Dad tried. Dad tried. Okay. All right. My second finalist was a late entry, and I like the effort that came in from Bobby Camp and his daughters. I believe that was uh, Adelaide, 
Aria. There were dogs in the background. It was a whole thing. Take a listen. Dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you can see that I'm the one who understands you, been here all along, so why can't you see? It's a talented family. The dogs are jumping. Daughters are singing. All right, my last one again, and I had a couple of choices because... Lexi Franco is great, and uh, Stu and his daughter, and uh, Stephen Butler, but a late addition again. Derek Diston and his daughter came in late under the wire to be a finalist. That's what people say. <laughs> that's what people say. Mm-hmm. I go on too many dates. I like the creative uh, little back and forth. I thought that was good. All right, so those are my three finalists. Cullen Madden, what does yours look like? Those are my three, by the way. Chuck Chuck also agrees. Those are my three. So we got six votes on those. So whatever you guys come up with here doesn't sound like it's going to work. All right, so my first finalist is going to be someone that I'm basing this off of creativity and the dad getting out of his box. All right. We're talking about Barry Knave and his daughter. 13-yard touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Hey, kids, spelling is fun. Girl, there ain't no I in team, but you know there is a me. Strike the band up, one, two, three. She broke out the trumpet. They're in Kelsey jerseys. I like it. She's one of my finalists. (laughs) All right, finalist number two, Colin. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Steven and his daughters. They had the very nice harmonization okay. on the piano. Liked it. Some of the voices on these kids. Kind of made me emotional hearing that one, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Garnett, we'll take three soups and one salad. <laughs> All right, finalist number three. In my third, I'm going to roll with you with AJ and JJ. All right, so they got two votes. They, they're, they're in a good space right now, Chuck. They're in a blank space. I'm voting for them. That's a, one of my finalists. You put no effort into anything in life. No, I agree. All I would have taken was you was go good. to the Twitter page and just look and listen. I will. All right, uh, Brian Gephardt, new producer of the program. All right, so I'm going with there's three that have already been said, but Stephen and his daughters, that that was excellent. The production value was top-notch there, so that was okay. that was fantastic. So Stephen Butler's in a good spot. Then Barry and his daughter, it was because they brought in the trumpet. We, like we only the trumpet. got one entry with the trumpet, okay. and, and the video, they went all in because they both had Kelsey jerseys on, so that You're was right. really strong. Okay. And then you got to love the late entry. With Derek and his daughter, the creativity of bringing in the show. Plus, oh, the who doesn't play. like the who yeah. doesn't like the person that tosses it in last, right? No, right, right. right there at the end. So, those are All my right. three. So then, here's what we have to decide on. So, it sounds like Derek is a finalist. It sounds like um, AJ and JJ, who got a couple of votes, are a finalist. And it sounds like uh, who had the trumpet? The trumpet, which was that was Barry. We also have DT here, who might have an opinion. Oh, D- we I, need I'm a tiebreaker. Oh, no. DT, what are you? I'm, DT, I apologize. What, I thought you went and used the bathroom. You that. guys covered all my finalists, so yeah, well, I'm just here to vote now. Yeah. Oh, right, well, thanks, Derek. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I didn't demand to be brought in. Oops, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So, AJ and JJ, Derek and his daughter, and then do we like the trumpet? I, You guys didn't like Bobby Camp or didn't like him enough with the three daughters? Yeah. Okay. I'd go Derek. I'd go Derek over uh, Bobby. All right, so Derek, AJJJ, and I'll give you guys the trumpets. 
What about Steven? Well, now we have four finalists. Do you want Steven or the Trumpets? You guys have Steven, to decide. Steven over the Trumpets. I'm All right, sorry, so Barry. our finalists are Steven Butler, Derek Diston, and AJ and JJ. They will be put up, in theory, on social media. It's a very informal right? selection process Where here. you guys can go vote. Chuck, you are more than welcome to, you know, be a tiebreaker in this situation. Oh, oh no, I like all of them. <laughs> You're amazing. I mean, the lack of caring. So all we get. Not true. So do we know? Are these going up on Twitter? Where are these going? Yes. Amanda said she'll post the poll on Twitter with all the videos. Okay. It's the exact opposite. I just didn't feel like telling some 11 year old girl, sorry, you're out. (laughs) You know what? Awful. We're not telling. I wanted no responsibility. We're not telling an 11 year old they're out. We're picking some winners. We have to make tough choices. What happened to you? You don't want to say anything. I went palms. I don't want to make some girl feel bad for the weekend. You don't want to make. You don't make the 11 year old girl's a life tough or 82 year old Arthur Blank. No, Look at you softening in no, your age. No, no, no. Um, all right. So we'll pick those winners. High level things. You guys will pick the winner. You'll vote when it goes up today at 680 The Fan on uh, Twitter. Uh, we don't have time to get to our winging it idea. You guys will have to go there, check that out, and read that for fun. All right. Coming up, if you have kids who like texting more than, let's say, talking to you on the phone, I guarantee you this one will hit close to home. Hey, that rhymed. You'll find out what it means next. Thanks for hanging with us on a Friday as the uh, big one, the bowl, which is super, just two sleeps away. Chuck and Chernoff enjoying our Friday inside the Caesar Sportsbook in Harris, Cherokee, and Cherokee, North Carolina. We're with you till 6, and then what you're going to do is you're going to leave the radio on the fan all weekend, so you wake up Monday morning listening to the locker room. 6 to 10, then they hand it off to Buck. You listen right through Nick and Chris, and then we're back on Monday at 2 o'clock. Now, you can also listen to the Coach Damon Stoudemire show driven by Hyundai, which will be live at New Realm Brewery on the Beltline this Monday night at 6 o'clock after our show. Stick around after the Coach's show for the good word, hosted by Wiley Ballard, Justin Hanover, breaking all things Georgia Tech down. So you get the Coach Damon Stoudemire show driven by Hyundai. 6 o'clock Monday night, followed by the good word with Wiley and Justin. It happens live from New Realm Brewery. This is a Chuck and Chernoff special report. If you don't listen to this, you could get an STD. A bad one. We shared this herpes. So a couple of days ago during one of the uh, commercial breaks, I had gotten a text from one of my kids. And uh, I just started reading the text out loud. And you were in the room. Derek Thomas was in the room. And and DT thought I was, like, making up what a text would sound like from a kid today. And I guarantee parents listening right now with kids – of certain ages, like I have a 17-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 11-year-old. They would rather send a one-line text to their parents than talk to us if they can help it. And I don't love that my youngest kids have cell phones. I lost that war. There was a battle I wasn't going to win, so they, they all have their phones. And I get texts from my kids that remind me my place in life, right, and remind me what my job is. So I wanted to share some of these because, again, I know this is entirely relatable to a lot of parents listening with kids who get these same texts. And I mean texts when they're upstairs and I'm downstairs. I mean texts when I'm working and they're doing nothing, not caring that I'm working. So I thought I would share some of these, Chuck. These are real texts from real kids because, well, they're my my kids. So uh, here is Zoe, my 12-year-old daughter, who at 6.24 a.m. Tuesday morning, she texted me from her bedroom. I'm tired. Forgot to make lunch. Can you make me a sandwich with the good bread? No mayo. Not just can you make me the sandwich. I'm tired. The good bread 
Okay. And no mayo, all I'm, right? I'm thinking the bread is like Roman meal, whole wheat. The good bread is like the Martin's potato bread. Yes. Okay. So can't have I, the... I'm side with her on that one. Well, that's fine, but it's the, the request. Not a please in there, not a I love you, Daddy, whatever, just that. Just I'm texting Dad at 620 in the morning. Yes. Dad, I have a need. Fill it. 630 or 647 on Sunday night. Zoe sends, hey, can you get me Firehouse for dinner? I don't want to go, but can you? As if I'm now Uber Eats, okay? Uh, 3.31 Saturday afternoon. Can you take me to Starbucks? Now, the effort of getting off my couch when I don't want to at yeah. 3.31 on a Saturday and then coming off the hip for a Starbucks, yeah. not exactly what I had in mind. Uh-huh. Uh, Zoe, 4.55 Friday. Where am I usually at 4.55 on a Friday? Uh, you would be on the clock earning money to do things like buy Starbucks. Well, Zoe asked, if you're going to the store, can you get me Jolly Ranchers, the variety pack? I hadn't planned to go to the store. I was on the air. I'm working. So, no, I hadn't planned on going to the store. You are a digital vending machine. So far. You are only a thumb click away on that phone. Uh, Zoe, ten fifteen on a Monday night. Remember to fill my Stanley when you come back up. <laughs> I'm right on top of that, princess. I don't know what that is. The Stanley Cup. The, the, the Stanley Cup. Every girl's got a Stanley Cup who's between 12 and 18. You're I, so out of the loop, bro. I have no idea what that is. Uh, here's one at 5.07 on a Wednesday afternoon. Chuck, where am I at 5.07? Uh, you're earning so you can fill Stanley Cups. Uh, she uh, texts me, where's Mommy? Oh, so you're also information. I don't know where Mommy is. I'm working. Can I ask you, do any of these include salutations or like a closing, or is it just like we punch it, we get right to the request? There is not only no salutation, there's no capitalization. The spelling is hit or miss. They place the order uh, right. for the provider because that's what you are. You're the provider. Zoe, Monday, 103 p.m. On your way home, can you give me a fountain sprite tonight, light ice? <laughs> a little high maintenance. So. <laughs> you think? Here's one. Tuesday, 541 p.m. Everything has gone wrong. Mommy's not cooking. Dinner's canceled, in all caps. D- oh, dinner's canceled. Dinner's canceled. I want to back up. Um, I appreciate the gumption, but I've noticed that like she ain't shy about putting on specifics. Like, no, no mayo, yep. light ice. Yep. Yep. Uh, Six forty-eight this morning. Can we get Duncan on the way to school? Yeah, I will say at one thirty-four yesterday, she did out of the blue write, "I love you." So at least my daughter cares enough to send that. What's the chance she got wise to this segment? <sighs> and she kind of wanted to, you know, stock the pond. So Josh, my 11-year-old, newest to the phone world, got one for his birthday. Sent this one at 9.37 on Wednesday night. Phone's about to die. Can you bring me a portable charger, bro? Y'all were in the same house at that point? Yeah, he was upstairs. Okay. Uh, Josh, 5.55 Tuesday night. Which, where am I at 5.55 on a Tuesday? You're earning. He writes, can you get a Chick-fil-A, bro? Which, at some point... Is bro the, uh, hey, we're pals, we're on the same level, or is that like the going thing for you, bro? My boys, at some point, it went from daddy to dad to bro. Bro. To, bro. Okay, bro. to, be, right. to be fair with that one, he did know you were probably wrapping up the show about right. to head home. That's fine. Uh, 2.37 is not wrapping up the show on a Tuesday afternoon, is it, Cullen? No. Because Josh wrote me, what's the Netflix password, bro? Now, hang on. I want to go back to that Chick-fil-A thing. That was strategic. He waited. He yeah, wanted right. the Chick-fil-A at like 417. Right. He waited. All right, Dad's about to leave, about to leave. If I hit it now. Yeah, sure. Good Good for him. All right, how about this one? On a Thursday night at 831 from Josh, my stomach hurts. Now, this is the night before set up, not wanting to go to school Friday. He's learned from the best. 
<laughs> this was pretty good. That was the mustard seed. Yeah, where did he learn that one? And it sprouts about 6 a.m. <laughs> Friday, stomach's not feeling yeah. I was proud of him for that one. Uh, 7.37 a.m. Sunday morning. You want to guess where I am at 7.37 on a Sunday morning? Uh, you are unconscious. Trying to be yeah. until the phone buzzes, wakes me up, and I read, can I get V-Bucks, bro? He wants to play Fortnite. He At doesn't have a job. Correct. Correct. Okay. Do you think he was playing all night, or he got up no, early think, just to play? I think he woke up at 7.36, hopped on the sticks, and wanted to have me buy him V-Bucks. I got you. That's what I think. Uh, 10.06 p.m., Wednesday night. Josh, I'm in bed. Can you come turn off my light, bro? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we should get you him the clapper. The clapper? <laughs> he doesn't need the clapper. He's got the dadder. Here's one more. At 3.01 on a Friday. Where am I at 3.01? Earning to pay for a clapper. Where's mommy, bro? All right. Let's talk about the big picture here and how they view you. I said digital vending machine, and there is an element of that. Like they, but I'll give them credit. They're efficient. They place the order. They're in, they're out. Right. Um, no wasted uh, salutations. Nope. No wasted, but I love you anyway. If you can't do it, it's okay. It's almost like they think there's a, a character limit on the text. And then also... I, I will say that you probably have set the expectation because do you answer all these questions? Oh, hell no. Then why are they? Okay. Because a kid doesn't. It, okay. Because they use you as. Listen, if there's not a please. That's 411 as well. A please, a thank you, or some task in return. No, I'm not answering this garbage. This is garbage. a boy desk. Uh, my 17-year-old, who's a savvy texter, Jake, Sunday night, 745. Brock Purdy downfall. He's a fraud. Told you, bro. I t- every- well, that's an HSO. Okay, what you have to understand when you're 17, if you don't win a championship, everybody's a fraud. Everybody is, uh, it's a downfall. Everything. Everybody's a fraud in his life. If you don't win, it told you fraud. Everybody's a fraud. Uh, Sunday or Sunday afternoon, 245. You think I could use your password for prize picks, bro? <laughs> no. No, I, I, I think you can't. No. Bro. <laughs> No, I'm not going to allow you to gamble. Oh, no. I assume that'd be your money he'd be gambling with, too. <laughs> he'd like my account as well, yeah. Yeah, come on down to the basement. I'm doing shots. <laughs> Here's one from Jake at 5.03 on January 15th. No school tomorrow, bro. Snow day. I know. I got the text from the school in the county. I didn't need this as the reminder, but he wanted to make sure in case I was on the fence to know he didn't have school. But this was on that Monday. We were watching the Bills game, and all of a sudden schools were canceled the, the day before it didn't even snow. Do you participate in the bro back and forth? Oh, to make fun of them both, I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Sunday night, 821. You want to run <laughs> You want to run it up on Madden, bro, or do you not want that smoke? Which kid is this? This is Jake, 17. Oh, okay. And then finally, Saturday, 831, we're about to come through, bro. Have the food ready. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is my life. These people. These people who live rent-free in my home. Who think everything, by the way, is available to them. I was like thumb and first finger like a half inch apart giving him so mad props. Do you know how cool it is for a dad to have a 17-year-old son who still wants to do something with him? And he texted you, hey, let's play video games together. Yeah, we, we run up on Madden a lot. Sure. this close to giving him props. And he's like, where's my food? Oh, no, listen. Him and his buddy were coming back to the house as if I needed heads up that I needed to have his, like. The, Your craft services. I just. I'm not alone in this. I'm, I guarantee this happens for a ton of people listening. This is how they all are. Do I respond to it? No. <laughs> Do I tell them to get a job? Yes. 
Whenever they say things like we or us talking about money or the house, I'm like, no, that's me. You just live here. That Chick-fil-A doesn't get bought unless I buy it. Bunch of leeches. Wow. Just a bunch of leeches. So, again, I, I, I didn't know how we got here in life, but, yes, I went from daddy to dad to bro. But at least my daughter loves me. And I'm hoping the listeners love me, too. Some of you. All right, coming up, the GOAT answers the strangest question ever asked to a member of the sports media. You'll hear that next, and we'll try to see if he's on to something straight ahead. Friday. Hope you're having that Friday kind of feeling. Chuck and Chernoff as we wind down our Friday extravaganza live at Harris Cherokee. We're inside the Caesar Sportsbook. I think it might be a fade the Hawks Friday. Hawks are a three-point road favorite at Philly tonight. No Embiid. No Joel Embiid. There's two or three other Sixers uh, injuries, but I just can't trust the Hawks to be a road favorite. This will be the night where, like, some eighth guy off the bench goes for 28 that we don't expect. So might be a fade the Hawks Friday. It's all about the business, nothing personal. Disappointing, Matt. You're saying going from winning four straight, it gets some marquee franchises and players at least to three straight losses, and then right after the trade deadline, they hit south. Might be, uh, listen, I might be wrong, but again, it's not not betting the team. I'm betting the number. I'll just, I'll take the three points, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I want to play you a piece of audio, Charles, from uh, your favorite Stephen A. Smith on his podcast. I believe this might be the strangest question he's been asked, and he's been asked a lot of strange ones. And then we'll recoup and see if there's a good answer. Take a listen. You're in an arena with 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, 3 brown bears, 15 wolves, (laughs) 1 hunter with a rifle, 7 cape buffaloes, 10,000 rats, 5 gorillas, Gorillas. and 4 lions. I'm going to say that again. 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, 3 brown bears, 15 wolves, 1 hunter with a rifle, 7 cape buffaloes, 10,000 rats, 5 gorillas, 4 lions. Pick two to defend you Hmm. while the others attack you. The goal is to survive one hour. All right. Strangest question I've ever heard. But let's see if we uh, think like Stephen A. So you're in the arena. You've got the 50 hawks. The 10 crocodiles, the three brown bears, the 15 wolves. You got the hunter with the rifle, seven Cape buffalo, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, and four lions. What two would you want defending you while the others attack you trying to survive an hour? I'm on the fence about the hunter with the rifle because if he's got a clear shot, obviously you got to take him yeah, on your side to get him. Oh, to get all those other things? No, 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 no. You have to get him on your side. I mean, oh, you're. Well, I don't think he's going to. Well. To defend you, okay? I, I guess. Here's what I'm saying. You have to get him off the other side. I want the 10,000 rats. I want the 10,000 rats Absolutely. And rats, no question. Yeah. The rats and the hunter. I want the rats. I'm, I'm tempted by the lions because the lion might take care of the guy with the gun. But, but then we, then we but, got the brown but, bears but, and the wolves. But it's not between the lion and the guy with the gun. It's between the guy with the gun and if you. It's, if it's fully auto, you got to go the guy with the gun. I'm just, you have to get him on. You have to get him off the other side. I'm just vetting this out. Let's see what Stephen A. thought made the most sense. Do y'all re- are y'all ready for this for me? Lions are the king of the jungle. I'm rolling with the lions. And are y'all ready for this? 
10,000 rats. Mm. I didn't say mice. I said rats. Not at you. I'm going with the rats. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. I don't know too many things in life that would stick around to fight with 10,000 rats. So let's get that out the way. That's number one. Number two, I can pretty much guarantee you it won't be the one hunter with a rifle because you ain't going to get five of those rats. What about the 9,995 left coming at you? Good luck with that. <laughs> you don't want no pieces of that. Ten crocodiles, you could say that, but that's you in the water, not on land. Okay? Three brown bears, please. Mm -hmm. They ain't trying to fight no rats. Fifteen wolves, they ain't trying to do it either. Mm -hmm. Seven Cape Buffalo, only seven of y'all. The minute you see them nipping away at your your heels and stuff, you're going to run like the elephants do. All right? Five gorillas. Come on now. So the lions and the 10,000 rats. I don't see how you're going to beat that. Interesting. No, no, no. Very interesting. Where he's... Where he got off track, right. he forgot that protecting him is the key. It's not one of the elements versus the other but what elements. What if he's saying that the lion will take care of the guy with the rifle, so now all of a sudden I don't have to worry about him, mm-hmm. and now I'm, I've got the rats gnawing at everybody else, and I've got the lions taking care of the wolves and the cross and the hawks and the Cape Buffalo. There's a lot at play here. That's all I'm saying. A lot at play. All right, that's going to do it for us. What a way to end the proceedings on this Friday. You'll have to think about that all weekend. Thank you to Colin Madden. Thanks to uh, Brian Gephardt, DT, Daquan Pope, and to all of you for spending your Friday with us and to our five days of Taylor contestants. Thank you so much for being involved. Vote all weekend up at 680 The Fans Twitter. And I'll us pick our winner. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Good night now. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. 
What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.